Live from the T-Dot, this is O Canada RC, and I'm your host Jeff Lemoyne. And on this episode, we've got five big tips for going down the right path in RC. That's right, there's a right path, but there can be a wrong path, guys. Hang in there, and we'll talk more about that right after this. Welcome back, guys. It's Jeff here at O Canada RC, and thank you for tuning in. Again, if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. I hope you get some enjoyment out of this, some learning, and maybe in this episode in particular, learn from some of my mistakes as we get into my top five tips in RC. Um, if you've been here before, as you know, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Amazon Music. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, please subscribe and download. It is your support that keeps this show going and that allows me to put my effort and energy into it to bring you hopefully entertaining episodes once a week. So I appreciate that. And with that, let's get into it. Off the top, you heard me say that we were going to talk about top five tips. That's true. These tips are what I hope give you a little bit of uh, pause for thought. And this one's really kind of directed towards the beginner, but it could also be towards more of an intermediate to, you know, veteran RC guy. I think I fall into the latter categories of, you know, intermediate to veteran. And I've made some pretty big blunders that I'm learning from now that I'm hoping I can share with you so you learn earlier than me and save a lot of pain, a lot of time, and a lot of money uh, by putting some thought into things before you jump into certain things in the RC. So what am I talking about? Here's, here's what I mean. And I'll use an example of my RC journey right now. If you follow my Instagram channel or Facebook or the podcast, you know that I had a huge Jones in for one eighth scale uh, e-buggy. And... Uh, We've got our low C 8XE sitting on the bench, looking real pretty right here behind me. Just got brand new tires from Summit RC. Want to say a big shout out to Sean at Summit. Thank you for getting me those tires so quickly. We had big plans of going out to uh, Dork next weekend for our first off-road race. We put a lot of time, we put a lot of money into the preparation of this vehicle, picking the brains of guys at the track, trying to learn about setup, trying to prepare for the day. Um... And unfortunately, it's not going to happen for me. And there's a couple reasons. I have some family commitments that are a little more important than me getting out to the racetrack. That's the truth of it. Um, and I think that's where the impetus for this episode came from. I kind of jumped in over my head before I realized what I was doing. And when we get into some of the tips later on here, you're going to see what I mean. It wasn't that I didn't research the different types of buggies out there, Techno, Low C, uh, AE. It wasn't that I didn't understand the cost involved with this scale and with racing on dirt. For me, I figured that if I had the right buggy and I had the right setup and, you know, I have some know-how in terms of wheeling, I'd be fine. What I missed on was the time investment that goes into this scale, into this scene in RC. 
racing is not for everyone. There's a reason why guys bash. And that's not a slate on bashers. Um, as a matter of fact, they probably looked at racing and said, that's not for me because of the reasons I've just discovered. And when I talk about racing, I'm speaking specifically just to my example of um, off-road, dirt, e-buggy racing. I still love and still plan on participating in on-road racing at Phoenix, which is a track very close to me geographically and something that I have the time for. The off-road racing scene, it's highly seasonal up here in Canada. I'd say it's about, let's see, May, June, July, August, September, maybe five or six months long. Weather dependent, you can get rained out week to week. Um, if a race is on a Saturday and there's rain, you got to be prepared to be there on the Sunday. And if you're not, well, that's something you need to consider. And this all goes back to what I'm talking about here today in the podcast is that I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't think about the time or the effort or the time away from family. Um, that would go into being successful or have just having fun at this. I had no illusions about winning anything. It was just about fun. But I think what you need to do is really stop and think about whatever segment you get into. And I didn't do that on this. And now, unfortunately, I'm really in deep. I'm ready to go, but I just don't have the time. So I'll probably end up selling the one-eighth buggy only after having raced it a few times just in practice. Pretty upset about it, but I'm trying to look at it as a learning. And... I'm hoping it allows me to share some tips with you guys here in this episode about things to consider if you're getting into the hobby or you're planning on moving into a new, uh, you know, a new class or a new, a new stage of the hobby. Maybe you've been a long time on road guy and you're planning to do flying. Maybe you've been a flight guy and you're more into now all of a sudden wanting to crawl. Um, I think what we're going to talk about in this episode is pretty universal. And I hope it's helpful to you. Um, I'm honest to goodness taking a really painful moment in RC for me and trying to share with you guys. So I, I hope you see that. I hope you hear that. This is, this is me being authentic about a mistake that I made. And I've heard it from buddies. They're, they're like, you've barely even driven the buggy. Why aren't you keeping it? I just came to the realization that I know I won't. And I know I won't get a lot out of it. So I'll talk more about what I'm going to be focusing on. But first... Let's get into some tips. I hope you get a little bit out of this. Um, I think we're going to aim for five. So stick with me. There'll be short bursts coming up here. At the end, of course, we're going to do Worth Every Penny, brought to you by CX Wallet. So stay tuned for that. And at the very end, we'll talk a little bit about what I plan to focus on and why. And uh, yeah, again, I hope you guys get something from it. Hang in there. Welcome back to segment two here on O Canada RC and uh, hope you grabbed some water. I needed some water after that opening salvo. I really went off. So apologies if you're like, what is he talking about and why is he going off on this? But this whole episode is about, you know, jumping into the rabbit hole. I want you to jump into the RC rabbit hole wholly and fully. I really do. I... I can't say enough about this hobby. I think it's fantastic. And I think there's so much to get out of it from a, uh, a learning perspective, a fun perspective, a community perspective. But I also feel like you should really take the time to plan that entry out. 
I think the one thing I did, and I would this is the advice I would give you if you are relatively new to the hobby. Plan out where you want to be. Plan out what you want to get from this hobby. You know, it's it is intoxicating to go onto YouTube and see guys like Mark Santa Maria and uh, Ryan Harris and you know watch the pros race and watch these guys who for those guys and no disrespect to them they're geographically situated in a place where they can get to a track relatively simply now don't get me wrong I know they travel they travel a long distance to get to some races but for those guys, they're upper echelon. That's part of their lifestyle. Um, and that's all good. But I think it can be intoxicating to watch those guys and go, I'm going to get into racing and I'm going to travel everywhere if you don't think it through. And maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe I just didn't think everything through. But my advice to a new hobbyist getting in is to go, hey, what do I want to get out of this? If the answer is fun... Then start by bashing. Start by getting into solid axle monster trucks. Start by getting into crawling. Get into something that you can do in your backyard. And if you don't have a backyard, the park that's just around the corner. Do that first. That's my biggest piece of advice here. So that's tip one. That's my number one piece of advice is do something that's accessible so that you can run where you want to and that you can afford to continue to do that for a long time. Um, really think about what that is. It might be bashing, but it also could be crawling. Think about if you want to go fast. Think about if you're okay with breaking parts. Think about if you would rather do something scale that's slower and you have less chance of breaking parts. Really think that piece through because you're going to save yourself some money in the long run. So that is tip number one. All right, tip number two is look at your budget. Um, it's easy to get in over your head in this hobby. Uh, and at first it doesn't feel so bad. You know, you're like, I'll throw a couple extra hundred bucks here and there. But dip your toe into every one of the ponds, racing, crawling, bashing, on-road, no-prep drag, flying, and all of a sudden you have six different vehicles to maintain. And multiply your costs by that much. It's dangerous in some ways because RC can be addictive. And if you don't control your spending, it can be a problem. Um, but I think it'll also make you not enjoy the hobby. I think it's really important to say, okay, here's my monthly budget. And when you start off, it's going to be a little higher maybe. But here's my monthly budget and really try your best to stick to it. Um, we always joke. You see the memes on social media about the cars that, you know, your wife doesn't know about or <laughs> things like that. But there's some truth to that. Really watch your budget. Really um, plan out how much you're going to spend every month. Trust me, it's going to make you happier in the long run. All right, tip number three. Don't go into the deep end first. And I'll put myself out there as exhibit number one or exhibit A. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the terminology. But if you're going to try a new segment, don't jump into it so far that you can't swim. Case in point, the 1-8 scale buggies that I got into 
are very expensive and very prohibitive if you're not ready to put in the time and money. Um, I jumped in the deep end way in over my head and realized it only after I had a completely set up vehicle. It wasn't so much the cost in my case, but it was the, the cost of the time I'd have to put into it. I didn't have that lined up or figured out. So really, really, really consider if you're getting into a new segment, that's amazing, but consider go out to a track, go out, plan a weekend where you're just going to go and watch, see what goes into it, see how much time goes into it. Outdoor racing, the weather comes into play. If there's a rain delay, are you ready to be there on the Sunday as well as the, because the Saturday was washed out? These are all considerations that you need to make before you buy the car. And again, I'm putting this one on me. Um, not a great move by me and it was a learning by me. Now I know where I want to be. I think, I think I'm pretty feeling pretty comfortable about that decision, but really, really, um, when you jump in, make sure it's less of a jump in, just slip into the deep end first. All right. Tip number four. So we've had think it through budget slip in. And now this one, the one that I've had the most trouble with is commitment. Whatever class you're going to get into, make sure you're committed to it. Honestly, it's not just about staying true to the hobby. I think if you can commit to a specific class, say you want to get into U4 as an example, or crawling, being committed to that idea up front is going to do a few things. It's going to give you more. You're going to get more out of the hobby because you're putting more into it and you're committed to it. You're not just going to give up. I've learned from that recently. Poor planning has forced me to do that. But it's also, I think, just going to expand your knowledge and expand your enjoyment and long elongate how long you're in this hobby. If you're committed to crawling, you're going to learn more about it. You're going to meet more interesting people, you know, and you're probably going to stay in the hobby and share more with people that come along behind you. For me, I'm committed to rally. I love the rally scene. It's not very big, but we have a committed group here in the GTA. So I know that I won't stray from that. I think it'll always be on the menu for me, so to speak. The 1.8 scale, as I mentioned off the top, didn't have that commitment level because I wasn't fully aware of what I was getting into. So commitment, I think, is a big piece. I think that it holds true for me with on-road racing. Even though I haven't been to the track for a while, I know I'm committed to that scene of some sort of on-road racing because I know what it's about. I know what it takes and I know that I love it when I'm there. So tip four is commitment. Last but not least, tip five, and you might laugh at this one, but I think there's so much to it. Fun. If you're not having fun in RC, whether you're bashing, crawling, doing U4, doing on-road, drifting, then why are you bothering? When I made the mistake of 1.8 scale racing and wanting to get into it, I thought I knew that I was going to have a blast, and, and it would have been a blast. It's fantastic racing, and if you're ready for it, I encourage you. I haven't raced 1.8 scale buggy, and I probably won't now in the foreseeable future, but I did practice with the buggy and man, is it fun? It is a load of fun the way it handles and everything else. 
But because I wasn't ready to put the time in and be committed to that time, you know, that fun would have weighed on me heavy. I would have been there for days in the back of my mind worrying about my other commitments and uh, the fun would have faded for sure. So make sure whatever you're getting into, you know that the time and the money and the thought and the planning are going to be fun for you. You shouldn't get into a segment that you're going to feel guilty about doing or spending the money on or spending the time on. Really shouldn't. So think that one through. I'm not built for off-road, I don't think. A lot of guys are and they do awesome at it and they have a boatload of fun. Um, but there are other segments that I'm into that I love that bring me that enjoyment and I know that that won't fade for me. So make sure whatever it is you get into, it's going to be fun for you. This is not about work. <laughs> this is about for 90% of us in RC, it's about fun. There's 10% a high level echelon of racer and competitor, uh, you know, crawl comp guys or U4 racers that it's, it's very, very, very competitive and vital for. The other 90% of us, let's be real. It's about fun. All right, guys. We are here at the hotly anticipated, most exciting, highly technologically evolved segment of the podcast. And I I think I'm going to win an award for Emmy in sound editing on this one. It is... Worth every penny brought to you by CX Wallets. If you haven't checked out CX Wallets, check them out at cxwallets.com. They're great wallets to have. And honestly, man, once you get one, you may never need another wallet or want one for that matter. So first off, we got to give a shout out to pickerwheel.com for uh, hooking us up with that great free website, Picker Wheel. And... Um, we're about to hit the spin button here today, and uh, I'm really hoping for something extra special today. So let's see where we land. Here we go with the spin. Such a nice sound. And we have a winner. And today we've landed on 99. Number of the great one here, Wayne Gretzky, if you are a Canadian. If you are a hockey fan, you will know that reference. And today we thank Great Hobbies, greathobbies.com, another one of our local hobby stores. As you uh, may know, if you've heard, worth every penny. Um, Before, we are trying to highlight each of our local hobby stores here in the area. So Great Hobbies, you're up today. And we find ourselves looking at the T100 Dual Balancing Charger. Uh, And this is brought to you by Sky RC. Now, I'll be honest, I've had... The same charger for the last three years, uh, and it serves my purposes. It's just a simple Sky RC. Um, I think it's Sky RC 60. It's nothing special. It's a single AC, uh, single battery AC charger. But you can get the T100 dual balancing charger, so you can uh, have two batteries on the go. It is, I believe, only an AC model, but it goes for approximately uh, 99.99 Canadian. Um, some of the specifications on this, it can do obviously uh, in lipos, two to four cells. In uh, If you're into NIMS still, six to eight cells. Uh, it does obviously all your types of batteries, lipo, lifes, uh, you know, NIMS, NICADs. And it allows you to charge two batteries at the same time and balance. You could balance one while you're charging another one. So a great selection here today on worth every penny. 
kind of no matter what you're into, a solid charger is one of those things you need to have. So despite all of our tips today, whatever you decide to land on, get yourself a solid charger. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this segment. This was worth every penny. Oh yeah, we're going out with the music one more time. Okay, friends. Well, that's it for another episode of O Canada RC. I um, I really thank you for bearing with me through this one. I hope you got through it. I know from time to time I can really bounce around in this hobby and you're maybe excited about following one of my adventures and then I switch gears and go to something totally different. And I can't apologize for that. Um, I think the hobby is like that. I think that's an exciting part about it. But uh, I think the thing I learned through this podcast, and I hope that I've helped some of you with maybe, is you know it's okay to jump around from class to class, segment to segment, but just do it with a little more planning. Uh, help yourself in the pocketbook. Help yourself enjoy uh, a longer adventure with one of those classes. Uh, I know for me that self-reflection and the stuff that I shared in this podcast really was my self-reflection on that, that process for myself. Um, I know for me, it's going to make a big difference. So uh, again, hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, coming up soon, watch for Syrup and Salsa Part 2, second episode where Pablo and I get into it again. Hope you liked the first one. Uh, if you don't subscribe to the podcast, please do so on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. Uh, download and subscribe. It helps me a ton. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of the podcast. And watch for behind the scenes coming at you on Instagram where we post a little bit about what went into this podcast and um, maybe other goodies uh, about upcoming podcasts and what you can expect. So for now, all I'm going to say is I got to try to figure out what my trail bag is going to look like. I think that's enough of a hint for the next episode. Everybody take care out there and keep your trigger finger pinned. Talk to you later.